Welcome, welcome, welcome back to According to His Purpose, a podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and self-empowerment. I am your host, Manny Renee, and I invite you to tune in as we unlock the secrets to a life filled with passion, purpose, and love. This podcast is for any and everyone that is ready to break free from the chains of society expectations and embrace your true and authentic self. This season, we are diving into the depths of personal growth while daring to be different because that's what this podcast is all about. We are not afraid to be different. So welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2, Episode 16 of According to His Purpose Podcast. This episode is titled Protecting What Matters. This is actually a special episode uh, because this is Life Insurance Awareness Month. You know that I am a um, life insurance professional. And so today I definitely wanted to hit on the different um, aspects of life insurance. And you guys know that this podcast is all about growing and becoming a better version of ourselves. And I truly believe that when you are serious about discovering who God created you to be and no longer walking in what this world has made you, God will connect you with individuals that will push you forward. He will connect you with individuals that will speak to the healed version of you and to help you to get where you need to go. And I have been blessed enough to be connected to some beautiful ladies. For those of you that's watching on the visual, you can see um, I have some special guests on here with me today. These are my uplines, my mentors. Every um, first and third Tuesday, you could find me on the phone with these ladies. I have a blessing to me than they even know. I'm motivated by these ladies and I'm res I respect these ladies for what they do and what they have shared with me. And so it gives me honor to introduce to you guys Devette Jones and Aisha McBurls. How are you ladies doing today? Amazing. Thank you for having me. That was such a beautiful introduction. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you. No, yes, thank you. So glad to be here. So glad to be here. Well, thank you ladies for um, agreeing to, to be a guest on this podcast because I know you're busy. I know you have a lot going on, so I don't take it lightly. Um, I'm so grateful that you didn't hesitate when I did ask to be able to come on here and um, educate the people about life insurance. Um, you guys are pretty much, from what I know, to me, you're veterans in the game. Um, you have the proven track record. You ladies live this. Like, you have the fruit to show it. Um, the vet, you do, you do this full time. So, like, you're where I'm trying to get, <laughs> you know? So, I'm just hey, grateful. They say soon. you're supposed to, you know, be with, around people that's already achieved those things that you're trying to achieve. And so, um, I want to just go ahead and jump straight into it. I will let you ladies first give a little bit about your background um, and just kind of introduce yourself. And then we'll dig a little bit deeper into life insurance and the different types of life insurance. So whoever wants to start first, go ahead. Sis, you go. All right. 
So I am Davette Jones. I am 20 years licensed as an insurance agent. I've been working in the insurance and financial services industry for 21 years. I started off working for a financial advisor about 10 years into it. I became a financial advisor as well. And life insurance is still my number one love. Yes. Yes. So. So uh, following my sis, I, I call her sis. So it's it's very rare that you'll hear me call her Davette. <laughs> um, but ever since we've known each other, it's like, I really feel like she's, she's my sister. So uh, so just to warn the audience, like, who's who, who she calling sis? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so similar to Davette, I haven't always been uh, directly into the financial services, uh, but I've been in the financial services by way of banking. So that has definitely been over probably 20 years that started back in 1999 um, at the bank and kind of learned a lot new learned what uh, learned things that I didn't know that I should know um, just small things like what's a checking account, what's a wire transfer. You know, when you 16, 17, 18, you know, I didn't know what those things were and I didn't know what people are doing to invest their money and things like that. Uh, so I have been licensed and I say off and on because I took a, I took a break um, probably about five years, but I had to come back to it because I needed to educate uh, my people, my community, and then others, you know, business owners. Uh, my love is working with businesses and um, really making sure that they're properly set up. So uh, like you, like David said, we've been doing it for a while you know, mm-hmm. she is full time. I aspire to be that one day, um, but I'm working in something that I'm very passionate, but I can never let go of this part of it because we, our community needs to know more. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you ladies coming on here to educate um, because that's what I want. That's exactly what I want to do. That's the purpose for this podcast. It seems like when I do talk to people about insurance, they make it seem like I'm talking to them about something that's like a disease or something, you know. There is a lack of knowledge in the community, in our in the black community, for one, when it comes to ins- when it comes to life insurance. Everybody is good with car insurance that you pay all year and you may not ever use, <laughs> you know, the health, everything. So yeah. every other type of insurance, renter's insurance. But when it comes to life insurance, some people even have said that, you know, they feel like it's a scam. So we get ready to go into that, debunk some of those myths and thoughts and, you know, just kind of educate the people a little bit. I want us to just kind of talk, like I said earlier, like we talk on Tuesday nights. Um, First, I want to just kind of start out talking about some of the different policies. And it's funny because we hit on, I wish I could have recorded Tuesday's call a little bit. They don't get all of it, a little bit. Um, When we was talking about the different policies and you guys was asking us like, what was our niche and, you know, which policies are we more familiar with and things like that, because that's pretty much what I want to discuss like today. We don't have to go too deep, but just like the basic, because that's one thing I've learned. Some people don't really even realize what a term whole life or uh, universal policy is. So um, either one of you ladies want to just kind of break that down, like give like a quick spill of the three main policies. So I'll start. When it comes to term life insurance, I always tell people that's like rent. You Mm -hmm. are using it for a temporary period. You're, you know, you get to be able to stay in that place. Like you have 10 years, 15 years, 20, 20 years. But the reality of it is it eventually goes away. All right. It's not yours. It's just something that you're holding. It's like car insurance. If you don't get into a wreck, then it don't pay out. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, right. when we talk about whole life, that was a permanent policy. That was the way back policies. Those ones are we call permanent life insurance. A whole life policy is supposed to be with you for your whole life. So you get it when no matter when you get it, if you get it at two years old, if you get it at 20 years old, if you get it at 60 years old, you expect for it to be there for the remainder of your life, no matter how long you live. Those permanent policies tend to have cash value. That cash value is like equity inside of a house. It's something Mm -hmm. that you own and it's going to be more expensive. So you have the third version, which is your universal life. And your universal life, it's like the middle cousin between the two. It's like your Airbnb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is basically like, I have this and it's going to be a bigger death benefit than what you would get in whole life, but it's definitely going to be cheaper than whole life. If, But it is still going to be permanent compared to a term. So you know it's going to still be something that goes with you until you're 90, 100, 121 years old. So that's the way I kind of explain the differences between the three. Sis, what you think? No, I mean, that's that's really what it is. You know, it's mm-hmm. term is temporary. And we usually in, in our industry, we say permanent, you know, um, because it's supposed to last you, like you said, for the rest of your life. So it just really depends on, you know, some people, some people will tell you only get term or only get whole life or only mm-hmm. get a universal life. And I would advise you to run the opposite way. Because it really just depends, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now we do we do suggest that everyone eventually have a permanent policy, at least fifty thousand dollars, where that you don't have to worry. You know, your family doesn't have to worry about final expense, you know. And then there's maybe a little bit left over for you know whatever to take care of bills or the family or the, or the kids. But don't allow someone to tell you that only one way is the right way, because it really just it really truly depends. You know, since I always tell people I'm not getting on a plane without less than two pair of shoes. And what I mean by that is if I get on a plane, I'm going to have a pair of tennis shoes, something I can walk in the airport with, the mall, the beach. I'm going to have something that's comfortable. And I'm also going to have a pair of heels, my stilettos. My tennis shoes are my permanent policies. That's going to be with me. I can go a lot further in those so I can get more use and more benefits out of those over a greater period of time. However, my stilettos, they're here for a good time, not a long time. So with that being the case, you know, you're going to, they, they, you know, they, they look good. They're here. They, they are definitely the one that's most attractive, just like your term policies will be 250, 500,000. They're very attractive and they're very cheap. But eventually mm-hmm. you have to kick things off because they do get more expensive over time. So, again, I'm not getting on a plane with less than two pairs of shoes. You shouldn't go through life with only one kind of life insurance. And if you do start off with a term policy, make sure that it's something that's convertible, something that can actually mm-hmm. go from a pair of stilettos. Girl, you know, they got these new tennis shoes and these new heels where you can flip the heel underneath them and they turn into flats. Mm-hmm. Girl, I just seen them things. I was like, oh, um, but yeah, something convertible where it's going to start with one and then be able to be something that's more affordable, flexible, beneficial in the long run. I'm so glad you brought that up because um, I actually was having a conversation with a friend and he was saying how he felt like term term um, policies are like a scam because you will outlive them. And I told him, well, you know, you have to, I said, life insurance is, is so much more to it than just, okay, you're paying for a policy. 
as an agent, I have to look at your lifestyle. Like, you know, what all can you afford? Some people can't afford a whole life. Some people can't afford a universal right. life. So I tell you the same way we see every day in the news where somebody died unexpectedly. I'd rather see you have something. See, that's why you need the right person selling you the policy, because there are terms that will convert. Now, having a term life policy, it seems like they're very popular now, especially like with ethos. And that's one of the ones that I kind of have pushed a little bit uh, recently. And that's kind of the feedback I get. Well, I might outlive it. I might outlive it, but you might not. You know, I'd rather you outlive it and we deal with that when it's getting close to the end of that term than you not having anything at all. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, too, so a lot of these terms have elevated, you know, or advanced, right, where they also have living benefits. Exactly. You know, and that's a whole nother thing, you know, where it's like, yeah, if you have a, you know, heart attack, cancer, stroke, and you have this policy that you're paying and it's only your term. Well, these companies will allow you to pull off a, por a portion of the death benefit and turn it into, you know, a, they'll write a check and send you the check. Now, your death benefit will lower. But you have things like that in place. So if those emergencies do happen, you know, where how many people, um, you know, are having heart attacks or strokes or, you know, getting a diagnosis with cancer, all kind of stuff. I mean, those are just like the ones that we hear a lot. But we, there is a laundry list of, of different conditions that would be uh, considered, you know, um, that they would be, you know, you would be able to pull that money off the policy. So that's another thing to consider, you know, even with the term. Mm -hmm. And that's a great benefit so that you can have living benefits on your term. Can we explain to the people what living benefits are? Because I'm just, I wrote down a few little posts that I've seen over the last years when it comes to life insurance, just things I wanted to kind of touch on. And I remember a post where someone said, someone was telling me about life insurance. How can you have life? And they said that you can use it now or have it as living benefits. How can you have uh, living benefits and life insurance if life insurance is for when you're dead? Like, this is how the people really think. Like she said, the policies have elevated over the time. Like, we think of it as the smartphone. You know, back in the days, our parents had landlines. They had mm -hmm. the rotary dials. We now have a pocket phone, a cell phone that is in our pocket is a whole computer and it has movies and, you know, you can take pictures and run video like it has elevated just like the cell phone has. So mm -hmm. take it into consideration. And I know this may sound expensive to some people, but if my life insurance policy is three hundred dollars a month, I might be paying a hundred for the life insurance, another hundred for the living benefits, the heart attack, cancer, stroke. I always tell people Superman, my Superman, Christopher Reeves fell off a horse doing mm -hmm. some rich white people stuff. So mm -hmm. he was paralyzed and could never get back to his movie making. He could, you know, his income was completely deteriorated from that. The living benefits would have come in and say, when you're paralysis, you're in a coma, you can use that death benefit in your lifetime. So I'm going to go back to my example, $100 for the death benefit, $100 for the living benefits, and then being able to say $100 for the retirement benefits, the cash benefits, being able to have it build money inside your policy that you can use within your lifetime for many different reasons. So I've used my, the first time I took out my life insurance policy, it was to pull out the money to fix the transmission on my car. Mm. Now, mind you, as many people go through that, I was just at the store and people were talking about, yeah, cars down, transmission went out. It cost me 2,800. I was grateful to be able to go inside my life insurance policy and pull that money out. So many people want to go the cheap route with the term, 
But truly, you cannot afford not to invest in this day and age. You have to start putting money aside because things are going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have my vehicle in a place where I'm getting three in one. I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to maximize that $300 into one vehicle versus having over here and having here and here. And maybe you miss a payment or you don't have flexible pay. Like that is one of the biggest things that messes people up in their financial plans because they don't know what to do with the money. And they don't know how to spend the money. And they all have these concerns about what's the most important thing. They're all important. And any of them could happen at any given time. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So Mm -hmm. we absolutely need to be able to put that money into a bucket that is going to give us the maximum benefit. Like these cell phones give us GPS and all the other maximum benefits that we used to have 15, 20 different devices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like your shirt. Intentionally. Invest intentionally, baby. (laughs) Yes. If you believe that you can be better and life can be better. Like some of the stuff you just said, when you were saying it, I was listening. I was like, man, I wish I would have known her five, 10 years ago. (laughs) You know, because when the transmission or something happened like that for me, I had to pull into 401k. So now Mm. it's like, I feel like you trying to constantly go forward. But it's when a situation like that happened, when you don't have those investments, it's almost like you have to take a few steps back. I would have been at a better place now at the age that I'm at, had I had that education, you know, from someone. So that's what we're trying to do for the people today. Kind of give them a little, we're only going to give y'all a little bit. Everybody on here has a calendar. So if y'all want to really get deep and and really find out like what really fits your lifestyle, I am going to have everybody's calendar um, link to this podcast description. Okay. So you guys can reach out to us if you want to get like really into the details, but there is so many more benefits to life insurance than just having a um, death policy. Okay. Just to cover for burial expenses. But if that's all you can afford, we do sell those too. So we can help you with that as well. So there's something for everybody on here. So that's something that we definitely want to be is intentional about, um, getting these policies. We talked about um, the younger generation investing and and I agree, a lot of them don't want to be consistent. Some people would rather buy $200 tennis shoes, spend four, $500 on wigs, weaves, than to put up $50 or $20. I try to educate them and try to help them to not be struggling when they're in their 40s or not in their 50s. What type of advice would you give someone that's starting out, a young family coming out of college or just getting married? When I say young, I'm talking like mid to early 20s. Uh, We see what they don't do. But what kind of advice would you give them when it comes to insurance? Anybody could take that one. Go ahead, sis. I say if they're healthy, buy a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I say it jokingly, but like, but I'm serious because there's so many diagnoses and that are coming out, like new stuff, new mm-hmm. autoimmune things, and you know, so just from a not even from a, a a financial point, right, where we're saving for our future, but from a point of if there is a diagnosis that you get, whether you know the young child or the or the the parents you may not even be able to get insurance, Mm -hmm. you know? So you have to get it while you can get it while you're healthy. And like, again, we're talking about, so let's say there's not a lot of room in the budget right now for that. Okay. Well then get the, get the term and then just make sure that it's something that you can convert over to a permanent policy later, you know, because you, you just never know. It's so many things that are, I mean, I have been working with a lot of clients lately and just from 
the last four years, you know, so many, you know, diagnoses have happened within that period of time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like, don't let your policy lapse. That's another thing. Get something that can work within your budget. If you have to start with the term, then do that. Make sure everybody has their own policy mm-hmm. outside of the job, because that's another one we hear like, oh, I have it on my job. Well, we already know how the job situations go. They're not guaranteed. You know, even the government will shut down, you know. And so you want to make sure that you have your own policy outside of your job. So start Mm -hmm. with something that can work within your budget. If you all can go out to, if a family of, you know, three or four go out to eat at least twice a week, you can afford, you know, a $20, $30 policy. And then because you're so young, term is, term is, um, less expensive, mm-hmm. but you can get a half a million dollar policy and be paying 20, 30 bucks a month, mm-hmm. maybe even less. So that's why I really enjoy when it, when, when you're young and you're like, you know what? I need to go ahead and get this done. Yeah. Go ahead and get a half a million, million, million dollar mm-hmm. policy. It's going it's not going to cost you a lot at all. Then you have more options later on. Let's say the income changes, you know, now there's more money. You have a business, you got a side hustle, you got money coming in. Now you can, you know, decide, well, hmm, from this $500,000 policy, I think I want to convert to 50 and start, you know, using this more as a as a, uh, a tool that I can use for later. Not even saying later for retirement. I'm talking about later for that transmission, later to start a business, mm-hmm. you know, later you want to take a trip. It was like mm-hmm. once in a lifetime thing. And it's like, man, I don't want to take it out of maybe my investments. You could take it out of your life insurance policy. Why not? Mm-hmm. Fund your children's education. So there's so many things, you know, that you can, that you would do that I would suggest to a young family, but get it while you're healthy and while your kids are healthy, because I 12 and 13 and 14 year olds are being diagnosed with type one diabetes, not type two, type mm-hmm. one and type one, they're uninsurable, mm-hmm. especially if, it, if it's 15 and below. If they get that diagnosis, they're going to be uninsurable until they get, you know, much older where then they can get a um, a permanent, a final expense or a permanent policy. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to get um, professionals that know what they're talking about, too. And that's just not just trying to just sell you anything. You know, they can actually look at your lifestyle and know what it is that you need and explain it to you because it is more to it than just say, oh, I'm going to get a universal life policy and pay the little premium that you get. Get someone that really edu- that's educated in the field and that knows how to teach you those little tricks on how you can really, you know, invest that money and see the fruits of your labor. Uh, it is very important to just make sure you are um, purchasing a policy from somebody that does the work and that knows what they're doing. And you, as you guys can see, these ladies do the work. Um, I'm trying, I'm doing the work, you know, every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, we all, you know, are called trying to learn more, trying to glean from them and, you know, learn more. So these are the type of people that you want to do it. Not just someone that um, is just trying to sell it because they need a little extra money on the side, but people that's actually trying to study and, uh, oh, thinking about studying that continue education is no joke. But um, <laughs> I got to next month to be done. But yeah, that's another story. But yeah, just make sure that you guys, you know, some get with someone that knows what they're doing and know what they're actually talking about.
We could go all night talking about insurance. Um, one thing I did want to point out, like, you know, the fact that certain certain policies like the whole life, universal lives, if you guys get those at an early age, you can lock those premiums in. You don't have to um, worry about the premiums when you get the right age and the right to model the policies right and get you the right with the right company. You don't have to worry about them increasing and different things like that. There's so many different things that you really need to reach out to a professional to learn. But uh, is there anything else that you ladies want to touch on before we wrap up? Um, I would definitely say when you are doing these policies, I need you to pay yourself first. The only reason why people have money inside of their 401ks is because they take the money out of their paycheck before they get it. Okay. I need you to be just as intentional, be just as deliberate about that in your own household dynamic, putting that money up first. So many times people think of life insurance as another bill. No, it's an asset. It is generational wealth. It is retirement. It is living benefits. It is being able to do a collateralization on it to be able to buy a business. When you look at life insurance, not so many people look at it because they're uneducated from a very superficial world. You don't even understand why the rich and the affluent millions and billionaires still buy a ton of life insurance to avoid taxes for their business um, retirement plans for their golden parachutes. Like the thing about life insurance is it was, it has been one of the most stable industries in the world for over 180 years. Mm. That's a long time. When I say your 401k is younger than rap music, 401ks only came about in mm. 1982. JCPenney, J James Cash Penny from JCPenney was using cash value life insurance in the 1929s during the Great Depression. It was the original 401k. Mm -hmm. So being able to just go in and understand that this is something that has been a best kept secret from a lot of us for a long time. When you get the opportunity, please do some research, do some studying, do a couple of Google searches. Um, who was it? Ray Kroc used cash value to start the first McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So many different people, even President Biden, he has cash value life insurance policies and has outstanding loans and ain't planning on paying them back. The wealthy, the world leaders are using life insurance in such a tremendous way. John D. Rockefeller outlived his whole life policy. His whole life policy expired at 95. He, <clears throat> he lived till 96. So they had to go and pay him a $5 million payout while he mm. was alive. Mm. Had to pay that. So, yeah, life insurance ain't what y'all think. It's what we know because it is so much greater benefit than just paying out at someone's death. So mm -hmm. like I said, pay it first before you start paying these car notes. Cause I promise you, you pay $300 on a car note. And in 10 years, that car ain't going to be worth nothing. But in a life insurance policy, it could be worth $30,000 of cash mm -hmm. value, not death benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and car notes nowadays are definitely more than $300. So I don't know. Everything. You know where you live. Cause that that's, I'm like, show me. Cause I'll sign up for that. Okay. Listen. No, seriously. But, you know, my son graduated from high school and I was like, okay, instead of me giving him money, you know, lump sum of money, mm -hmm. I opened up a, an, an IUL, a universal life policy for him. He already had a whole life, a children's policy, but I opened up that and I just was like, okay, I'm going to start putting it at 135 a month, you know? And then I just increased so at, on the year anniversary. I was like, okay, it's not building enough cash value for me. 
So let's take it up to 150. So you can do things like that. And those type of policies is very flexible. And I do it like that because I don't want a big, you know, jump. I need to see, I need to fill it out. How's everything working? I know it's only a little money, but you just want to fill it out. And if everything is going good, the next year I'm going to increase it again. So consider doing things like that. You know, for those of you who have uh, grandchildren, you can get them a children's uh, policy that'll stay with them. You can pay it up in 10 years. It's all kind of options. You're a high school graduate or college graduate. Set them up with the life insurance policy. Lock in their health. Get them used to, you know, seeing like, oh, okay, I got some cash value going and and things like that. So that, that's an idea instead of just writing them a check, which you know they're going to go get some gym shoes mm-hmm. or, you know, go get that bag. I'm not telling you never do those things, but we have to still be thinking about the future. Yeah. But we do got to stop doing a lot of the things that we've been doing because it's it's really messing up as far as generational wealth. You know, I was just getting ready to say that, you know, that's why you got to be around people like this to my listeners, people like this. this is, I'm intentional about trying to be the best that God's created me to be. I'm intentional about letting go of my past. And, you know, um, even some of my friends, um, they're very few because I don't need a lot of stuff in my ear. I don't need a lot of people that glorize things that's just irrelevant, you know, and I'm glad you touched on what you touched on, um, Aisha, because I was just thinking we ha- we do have to stop at the end of the day. We really do. We do have to stop um, when our kids graduate. And sometimes it'd be the ones that barely graduated. But we doing a full out red carpet, balloon drops, all kind of stuff, you know. Um, and then we have Mr. Wealthy over here that they're going to probably have to go work for purchasing their child a universal life policy or something as a gift for graduating. And then you have, you know, even when it's time to have children, we see the gender reveals. I mean, these gender reveals, they be from the makeup to, I mean, thousands of dollars for a gender reveal. Now it's not, back in my day, it was just a baby shower, if you got that. Now it's gender reveal and baby shower and all of that. And then no type of investment where you can give somebody a policy as a gift when they have a child so that, you know, this is about this is all about being intentional. If you, we have to truly unlearn a lot of the things that we've been taught that we've seen for generations that have just kept us stuck. And so um, I'm just glad you brought that up because that's I, I do. And I know you may have I, I know we're running out of time. Well, let me what got me really interested in financial, you know, um, knowledge when I was, what was that, 19, 20 years old is when I was working at the bank as a banker. And then all, and I, I started working at Citibank. So it was, it's an international bank for those of you that, that don't know. Mm-hmm. But so there's people come all over the world and they come there. They would deposit like stacks of checks. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, like what's the occasion? It would be a baby shower. Now these are, these were our Jewish, you know, a lot of Jewish, mm-hmm. our, our brothers and sisters, but they're coming in there with stacks. That's back in the day when they used to roll the checks through the little thing. Mm-hmm. And now they don't have that. But that's how I'm telling you, I started in 99. Um, but they would come in. And I mean, these I'm talking about these accounts will have $10,000 in it before the baby was even born. Mm-hmm. So then when the baby was born and had to, you know, had their social security number, they would come in and, and open up a, a savings account for them. So they they not even a year old and they got 10,000, yeah. 20, 100. So they just think of other cultures and races think of money differently. So they're not going to do that. Maybe that big thing. They'll, now they're going to go out. Some people will go out for a wedding, 
mm-hmm. you know, our Middle Eastern sisters and brothers, they're going to have, they're going to go all out. But see, they start investing to that as soon as they find out the, the person is pregnant or expecting. They put their money to what matters. And that's the title of this um, episode, Protecting What Matters. So you having kids, they give the money to that because they know that matters. They know you're going to need money. You're going to need money when you're married, when you have these babies, when you get out of school. So they're all contributing their money to that instead of just giving gifts and things that, you know, is going to have no value in a year or so. So um, I do thank you, ladies, for coming on here and educating the people. We gave them a little bit. Y'all, there's a lot more that you can learn about this. But I definitely wanted to get this episode out because September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And so we want to try to make y'all aware of life, <laughs> life insurance and investments. And so um, if you would like to contact one of these ladies, uh, if you want to get on any one of our calendars, I will have our calendars linked in this, um, on the description below. And um, also, Devad, could you go ahead and give them your social media handles? Uh, yes. Um, so I'm David Jones on Facebook and I'm Miss Wine Money on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. And I'm Aisha McRose on uh, Facebook and then it's uh, Wealth Originators on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Okay. I'll have it all in the description as well so that, you know, you guys reach out um, if you would like to. But I do thank you, ladies. And um, I thank everyone for tuning in. This is actually our final season of I mean, our final episode of season two. This podcasting has been it's definitely been very good for me. It's almost been like therapy because I got first started. um, It was just, you know, I was basically going through a lot of changes, trying to hear God And um, I talked about a lot of my journey. I talked about a lot of things from my past that I'm letting go of. And um, podcasting for for two seasons has definitely opened up my eyes and helped me to learn a lot about myself. Um, It is a lot to podcasting, but with the grace of God, I've been able to push through. But this is the end of season two. So I am, I'm not gonna lie, I'm happy I'm taking a break. Um, And I have some time to myself to be able to just hear God and to like do a reset and um, spend some time with myself and my spirit. Like I just have to keep doing, I have to have a long time for me just to be able to keep, continue to go forward, especially with all the responsibilities and things that I have as a mother. Um, and so I would like to also encourage the listeners, uh, for those of you that's been following this podcast, um, in between the time before we come back in season three, I'm definitely planning on coming back stronger. I plan on coming back uh, with new everything. Well, I'm not going to say new everything, but definitely better topics. I'm going to be a little bit more raw, a little bit more real. These two episodes, I mean, these two seasons have definitely uh, helped me get a different outlook on life. I, I feel like I held back a little bit, but um, I don't care no more. <laughs> Next season three, I'm going to have to be a little more real, a little raw. I might lose some followers, but that's all right. It's about who God has for me and connected, you know, to me, but I'm going to be real and I'm going to say what it is that God wants me to say, not what other people wants me to want me to say. And that's the whole reason for this. Like I have to be, I have one life to live and I want to be who God created me to be. And so um, with that being said, that's why we're continuing to do our work, continuing to meditate, continuing to do everything that it is that 
you know that you need to do for yourself, if you got to cut people out, whatever the case may be. And hopefully this episode has encouraged you to actually look into your finances too, because we don't want to just, you know, grow spiritually. We want to grow mentally, financially, every which way that we can to walk in the life that God created for us while we have this one chance and doing it and not care what nobody else think or have to say. So um, I thank each and every one of y'all that tuned in and for this um for this season and last season, I looked on it today. We have been listed to in 10 different countries. I didn't know because, you know, starting out, I was very timid. I really didn't know. I heard God telling me to do it, but I had those thoughts that didn't even matter what other people was going to say. And I'm glad that I was still obedient to God. And I stepped out. And like he told Gideon, go in the strength that you have. Did, am I not sending you? So I might not have like the best of everything, but I have God with me and I'm doing it the best way that I know that he wants me to do it. So with God with me, y'all just watch it continue to grow because it can't do nothing but go up and do and be better. And that's us as individuals as well with God um, on our side. So once again, I thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for Thank everything you. that you do. Blessings I'm so you. grateful that I met Thank you. you. Um, that was God as well. Y'all don't know, and I'm not going to get too deep with y'all yet, but uh, I almost broke down Tuesday telling y'all things, but I was like, no, nah, let me kind of keep myself together. But when I tell you, um, just because of I have been positioned around people that did not have my best interests at hand, um, even those that I was learning from, leaders and things. And so I'm so grateful. Like this is what God promised me. He promised me that he will put people in my life that will help me to become a better person. And they're not trying to get nothing from me because they're content in who they are. And so I believe that that's what he's done with you ladies. So I appreciate you. And um, I look forward to our next meeting. And I thank you guys once again for tuning in to episode 16, our final episode of season two. Until next time. Oh, my God.